Hey, welcome back into 9:10 a.m. Superstation. This is Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on for our second hour today. And um, we're gonna I'm gonna bring you three tapes uh, this hour. The uh, uh, best of Car Radio. I got to go play a uh, tennis tournament, so I'm gonna go get a little exercise. Uh, uh, this afternoon, but uh, we're going to show, we're going to uh, present these uh, uh, interviews, uh, three good ones. Uh, uh, Romain Dumas, who is a race driver uh, with uh, Porsche, uh, I, I sat down, interviewed uh, him uh, in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Auto Show recently. Porsche introduced an off road 911, if you can believe that. Uh, we're going to be talking to Romain Dumas about that. Uh, excellent French. Uh, test driver uh, who works for Porsche. Uh, then we'll go to Todd Eckert, who's the managing uh, marketing manager for Ford Trucks, uh, and uh, sort of a, a golden oldie interview here. But uh, Eckert uh, and I talked at the introduction of the Ford Maverick, which has turned out to be an enormous hit for the con- uh, for the company. It's actually the entry level vehicle for Ford, if you can believe that, an entry level pickup at twenty three thousand dollars. Um, uh, and we'll go back and ta- talk to Todd about the origin of that vehicle, and then we'll wind up the hour with John Akeda, who is the marketing manager for Acura, talking about the last Acura NSX coming off the line in Marysville, Ohio. So uh, uh, three really uh, fascinating interviews uh, coming up here um, uh, taking you across the industry. Let's start it off with Romain Dumas and the Porsche 911 Dakar. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation out in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Auto Show. And uh, we're joined by Roman Dumas, who is one of Porsche's race drivers. Roman, how are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, nice to uh, have you here. Uh, a big event for um, uh, for Porsche here, showing the 911 Dakar, um, uh, first off-road version of uh, first off-road production version of the 911, uh, harkening back to its uh, wins in 1984, 1986 at the Paris Dakar Rally. But before we get to that car, I uh, just want to talk about you. We love racing drivers uh, on this show. I race cars myself. Uh, uh, we want to catch up with what you're doing. Uh, what are you racing these days? Well, yeah, for sure. These days are always busy, actually. I mean, the year was busy again. And uh, when I'm flying this afternoon back to, to Europe, actually, I will start now to test finally my Dakar car because I have no time to do it this year. Dakar is coming uh, soon. It's in one month. So uh, we have two days of testing in Europe. And after we will go to Dubai on the start of December for three days of testing. And, uh, yeah, in the middle of all this uh, testing will be for sure. I have to go in Vice at Porsche for two days. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I will do also a rally in South of France the uh, 8th of December uh, for my own hobby. But, uh, yeah, it's always a little bit uh, yeah, racing around. And Dakar, you know, we arrive very quickly because we have to leave for Dakar on the 27th of December. So, um, yeah, it's quite busy since, uh, uh, yes, a Chile expedition uh, last week <laughs> we just came back so i was there three weeks so yeah schedule is quite busy but it's always good to be busy with motorsport 
Yeah, you're, you're a busy man, hard to keep up with uh, race drivers. They move fast. Uh, you're from France, so you, you uh, uh, Paris-Dakar is a famous uh, rally uh, in, in, uh, in, in Europe and in your part of the world. And it's, it's fascinating because I think most people know you as a Le Mans winner, uh, as a, a winner of uh, Spa uh, in prototype race cars, but you, you, you like to off-road. I mean, you, you mentioned the fact you're going to race Dakar this year in a uh, prototype vehicle, which is very similar to what we have over here in Baja 1000. So, so uh, uh, tell us about this vehicle you're racing at Dakar. Well, yeah, Dakar's a rule. It's a little bit more or less the same than the Barra 1000, ex- except that the, the car specification uh, it's is different in terms of weight and power. Uh, Barra, you have a lot more weight on a car, but a lot more power, a lot more wheel travel. But the, the Dakar car are a little bit more also prototype with two frame chassis, but a lot lighter. Maximum is two ton. Then uh, Barra, you are nearly on a double, but maximum horsepower are 400 horsepower in Dakar. So it's also in Barra, the double. Uh, wheel travel, I guess, it's more or less also two times the difference. Uh, but for sure, specification on the road of Dakar is different. You have a lot of sand dune. You have some rocks, uh, but compare uh, the Barra, where it's full of rocks and uh, really big rocks, so it's why the car is so different. So we can we can easily say that uh, one Baraka will never perform well in Dakar and vice versa, vice versa, because it's it's too opposite. So um, yeah, I had a chance last year that I drove. I wanted to do for a long time the Baraka 1000 to see. Uh, I was very surprised how it how the race is, you know, on term in term of uh, also of for sure cars but also safety wise a little bit shocked about that I have to say uh, how they are doing the race there and um, I was with a boot with a Glickenhaus boot so for sure I was not going on a, close to the first position but uh, but uh, I have to say also that uh, yeah it was uh, interesting to see the, the different mentality of racing that they have there with really completely different I mean Pikes Peak it's already a little bit when you are coming from Europe, the first time a little bit uh, strange. You know, I race a lot in US in IMSA with Penske. I mean, in Detroit, I won <laughs> sometimes a Belair Grand Prix, so I know the place well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in IMSA, let's say you have a kind of European style or attitude in terms of rule than uh, Pikes Peak or Barra. It's completely different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, you, you see uh, IMSA and uh, and WEC kind of coming together. There's a, a more common rules now in the GT in the prototype class, uh, maybe Baja and international rally racing will get a little closer. Uh, as you say, it's very different in Baja. You had your first uh, race this year. Uh, how, how did you? How did you? How did you do? Well, we finished the race. That was already important, and but we had a lot of issue. Uh, we repair a lot of time uh, gearbox, drive shaft, <laughs> transmission in general. So I can even not tell you where we finish, where we end up. We finished, but I can tell you it was very long and very late. <laughs> but we got we got to get you uh, on the podium there with, at uh, uh, Baja. You've done Dakar seven times. Um, I mean, what's what's the difference between on road racing? You've raced uh, the the best uh, sports cars in the world at Le Mans, at uh, Spa, at Daytona. Uh, what's what what is the difference between on road and off road? Oh, completely different. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, since I am a child, I'm learning since go kart how to 
to to break and to put the car at the same or go kart at the same place one centimeter for hours and hours and suddenly you are speaking about doing a off-road racing if we speak about Dakar in the June that suddenly you have no you know line uh, you have no braking zone you have no curb so uh, I always compare that you know when you speak about playing tennis and uh, playing ping pong you know <laughs> you have the same tools but all the rest is different yeah. and this is exactly you know exactly the point when I'm doing a, a rally or pike speak it's it's getting even if it's far away from circuit but you have some general you know uh, point with the braking zone in terms of uh, how you will attack the corner or how you will take a line into the corner but when you are on off-road you have no line anymore because you have no limit you know of the road and this why it's very different and for me very difficult and actually is where I'm struggling the most because you need to practice to improve and uh, but uh, practicing in, in the June is not so easy so you need June <laughs> around your house and that's not the case <laughs> yeah yeah easy yeah, easier to get to racetracks than it is uh, to deserts but so so that that brings us to the 911 Dakar I mean the the auto industry is moving off-road uh, we, we've always driven performance cars uh, whether whether Porsche 911s or, or must, Ford Mustangs and Corvettes here in the United States, but the whole world seems to be obsessed with off-road vehicles. Uh, in the United States, we see a lot of Broncos now on the road, a lot of Wranglers, pickup trucks are getting 700 horsepower uh, in this country, and the Ford Raptor uh, R. and so here comes Porsche with a 911, a 911 Dakar uh, that is focused off-road. Tell, tell us about the car. Well, definitely. At the end of the day, I think uh, it's quite difficult to compare, let's say, a Bronco or a Raptor to the 911, because now the, the Raptor are pushing against the limit in terms of really yeah, high SUV, let's say like that, extreme to go uh, on on the rocks, let's say. Uh, and the 911 concept, I think it's uh, finally a complete 911 in terms of to say, OK, with this car, you can go to Paris to the Eiffel Tower, on the next day you will go to the sea, and on the next day you will take the boat and go to Morocco and, and drive into the dune, you know? So, but in all the, with all this example, when you will bring this car, you will be, let's say, always a little bit fashion because it's so surprising and it's so nice that people will be always shocked, you know? And I think uh, we cannot call it, it's a toys car, but nearly, you know, it's for people who have already, for sure, 911. Right now, if you have a 911 GT3 RS, you can drive it on a road, but mainly you will drive on a, on a circuit. Some we never see on a circuit, never go on a circuit, but with this Dakar car, you can, stay on the road but you can go on the gravel and also on the dunes so it's it's quite fun you know and uh, at the end of the day for sure it's not a some people possible we use like a daily car because you know a 911 sometimes you are afraid to to scratch the front bumper and but finally the car is so high that uh, you will not be scared anymore of all the hole on the road and stuff like that but uh, yeah i think it's a uh, the concept is nice because it's it's really different of what was done before i think that's a good point you know and uh, and prove 
again that uh, Porsche is not afraid to do to push a limit or to to do new things you know and this I think uh, I like quite a lot yeah. and uh, quite interesting in terms of car performance um, for sure it's not a, a race car for the gravel for sure it's not a race car for the dune uh, but at the end of the day again every in terms of dampers in terms of ABS in terms of also tires uh, in, in terms of uh, Radite is going back to uh, to a small race car for dune and gravel, and this is performing well enough, I think, for 95% of uh, people who will use it on this kind of uh, surface. Yeah, well, and, and incredibly, I don't think a lot of Porsche aficionados know this uh, that that Porsche has history off road and winning off road. I, I race a Porsche 906 uh, that 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 uh, won in the 1960s. There's a lot of history in this in this brand. And on, in uh, track racing, but Porsche won in 1984, 1986 at the Paris Dakar Rally. And when you were uh, uh, testing this car, this new 911 Dakar, you were going to the to uh, France and, te- and and doing testing just like a Dakar uh, race car would. Yes, exactly. I mean, when we spoke about uh, with that about where to go, I direct told them we should go to Chateau Lastour because that's the hardest place you can find in Europe to test your Dakar car with in concerning rocks concerning hall concerning jumps so and uh, to prove you what I said is Saturday I'm going there to test my next Dakar car <laughs> so I'm landing Friday night and I'm going directly there so it's really the place to to go it's really hard on terrace because it's a lot of stone but uh, it was important uh, when we had a talk where to go I told him yes we go there but I'm sure we will destroy the car and actually, where I was really surprised is uh, we drove it. I drove it for sure for the film, but also for the testing. And for the film, you have to push, you know, and to slide and to jump. But uh, we never had an issue with the car. That was crazy. In terms of reliability, the car, well, the car is really, really, really strong. And uh, that's, I think, a very key point, you know, because for sure when you have, a, a, let's say, a car like that on the gravel, and it will be the case for all the people who bring to gravel, they want to slide, you know, they want to jump, because they never done that with the 911, because you are scared to, yes, they are sliding a little bit sometimes, but you can now finally do a big slide and some big jumps, you know, and so that's really nice and really cool, and the reliability of the car is very good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a remarkable uh, car. Uh, Look forward to seeing uh, more testing. Roman, travel well, have a good trip back to Europe. Good luck in the Dakar. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Nineteenium Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. And we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566 or email at mikez at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive 
complete patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. All right, this is Henry Payne. It's 910 AM Superstation uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Beautiful day down here, truck country. And I'm sitting down with Todd Eckert, who's the marketing director for Ford Trucks. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great, Henry. Great to uh, have you on the program. And uh, always good to be in Nashville. A lot going on down here. Uh, also, uh, a lot going on with Ford in Tennessee. We're just coming off the uh, announcement of the big um, uh, electric um, factories being uh, put into production over on the west side of the state. Uh, we're over here in Nashville, out in the country. A lot of trucks out here. Exciting news. You guys are bringing in as your entry-level vehicle. I'm an old Ford Focus guy. <laughs> that used to be the entry-level vehicle for Ford. The entry-level vehicle now for Ford is a pickup truck. That's the Ford Maverick that we're testing down here. Tell us about the Ford Maverick. Well, it's really exciting news, Henry, as you mentioned, and we're really excited about it. Uh, the uh, affordable entry into our lineup and a really great extension of our Built for Tough truck lineup as well, um, really giving value to customers um, in terms of it's a crew cab, uh, five uh, up to seating for five people, four full-size doors, um, and really um, it gives you that functionality and flexibility um, that you would expect from a pickup truck, um, but really some, you know, in terms of the interior and the overall design of the vehicle, we think really will introduce our truck lineup to maybe some customers who didn't uh, think about a truck before, um, but given that flexibility um, and that urban environment, we're now more maneuverability, um, smaller size than a Ranger, uh, about a foot shorter um, from a length perspective and about four and a half inches um, uh, lower from an overall vertical perspective, um, we think will be a really good fit for uh, those entry-level customers who are looking for strong value, um, but also the built for tough durability and capability that you get from a truck. Well, and it's quite a journey you guys have had over the last uh, six years. I want to say the current generation F-150 was introduced, the aluminum body F-150 was introduced 2015, right? Correct. That, that's correct. Yep. So, so you start in 2015, huge investment mm-hmm. in the F-150 going all aluminum. Uh, did not choose to do a mid-sized truck at that time. Mm-hmm. The Ranger had left the lineup uh, earlier in the decade. About 2011. Yeah. So uh, F-150 comes in all, all, all new 2015. You follow the Ranger lo- lo- later in the decade, and now here comes a segment that we didn't know existed. I don't think uh, you guys have ever been in a unibody truck segment. Correct me if I'm wrong, starting at $20,000. Yeah, I mean, this is really a breakthrough for us and really for the industry. And, and um, you're right, we introduced Ranger back into the midsize pickup market in 2018. Uh, and now we really feel like uh, further extending that built for tough truck lineup uh, in terms of that affordability. It is a unibody design. Um, and what that affords us is lower ingress, egress, easier for people to get in and out, um, lower liftover when you're 
thinking about the size of a pickup box um, from that perspective, uh, and more interior room as well, and some unique underseat storage and some other things that we can do. But at the same time, we wouldn't bring a truck to market if it wasn't built for a tough. So over 19 million miles of real and simulated lab um, testing um, to make sure in all the things that uh, that we would put a truck through that uh, that our uh, our uh, Ford Maverick can uh, can handle that. So we really think um, bringing that strong combination and a great extension to the lineup, as you mentioned, you know, as we've exited sedans. Um, you know, this is an opportunity to bring uh, a new um, opportunity into the marketplace where it's that value, that affordability, starting below $20,000 at $19,995 MSRP without D&D, um, we think is a really powerful statement in the market. Yeah, it really is. Uh, never seen a pick, we haven't seen a pickup truck at this price point in, in a long time. You're, you're talking with customers all the time as, yep. as a marketing guy. That's right. Uh, the, the, the legend used to be that Ford didn't need a mid-size pickup because when customers looked at Ranger, then they'd just look at F-150 and say, oh, I, I'm just going to pay a couple grand more, go to F-150, it's got all this capability, it's big. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, and this has happened within a decade, mm -hmm. now you've got not only an F-150 Ranger, but you also have this small truck. What has changed in the market? What's changed in customers that you're talking to? Yeah, it's really just watching customers in terms of some of that separation of uh, you know affordability and what they're looking for, and also the maneuverability, which is, is certainly what Maverick delivers. And I think, Henry, one of the really exciting parts is at that 1995 price point, the first standard hybrid in a pickup uh, in America. And so um, with great fuel economy, um, 40 miles per gallon, estimated EPA, um, roughly about 500 miles of range on a full tank of gas. Um, so really giving kind of that, that one-two punch truck capability um, and maneuverability, but at the same time that fuel efficiency with that standard hybrid. Are, are you seeing customers, are you seeing your customers becoming more urban where they need a smaller truck? What, what, are, you, what are you hearing from uh, folks? Well, certainly watching, you know, and, and we've watched customers, um, you know, with sedans and with some of the small SUVs struggle a little bit, needing a little bit more functionality and versatility. Mm -hmm. And that was really the genesis and, and the starting point from a Maverick perspective. So, yeah, we're looking at a customer who maybe spends a little bit more time in an urban environment, suburban city, but at the same time wants to get outside of the city. Um, and Maverick will be perfect for that. More maneuverability, a tight turning radius, 40 uh, feet curb to curb. Um, so, in in terms of maneuverability, spot on um, for those kinds of environments, but still we've got things like FX4 packages and our all-wheel drive on our optional uh, 2.0 liter EcoBoost engine where you can get outside the city as well. And the hybrid, of course, very capable to, to, to uh, take people on their weekend adventures as well. Yeah, I was looking at 500 miles of range mm -hmm. in this thing, which is pretty extraordinary for any kind of pickup truck. The uh, customer walks into a showroom now, Ford showroom, uh, as you say, sedan, no, no more sedans, but what they get in this space is really fascinating. They get uh, a Ford Escape, a Ford Maverick, and a Ford Bronco Sport, all built on the same chassis. I know that makes uh, it's a great business decision for you yep. guys. makes makes it easier to make sense of putting hybrids in a twenty thousand dollar car. But uh, but talk about that Ford customer then who walks into a dealership now and looks at those three options. Mm -hmm. um, how how are how do they look differently at these three products? Well, I think really at that entry price point, giving customer choice. I think that's what Ford has always been about, and certainly what uh, Build for Tough Trucks has always been about is 
giving that range of choice. So we've got options for somebody that comes in looking for more of that traditional small SUV with Escape. Now with Bronco Sport, a bit more of that rugged um, off-road uh, environment. And now we think with the Ford Maverick, that opportunity to combine um, that versatility and flexibility and the pickup box, um, you know, in a very affordable price point. Yeah, I'm a huge Bronco Sport fan. Um, I, I, and an incredibly versatile uh, uh, hatchback on that thing. I would probably go Bronco Sport, but this but this vehicle, for somebody who wants a bed, mm -hmm. feels very similar to the Bronco Sport. I mean, as you say, there's an FX4 package available. Yep. It can go uh, off off-roading uh, very very uh, easily. Uh, you expect those are probably the, the, the Escape. I presume is still going to be the volume. Uh, vehicle, but 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 uh, Bronco Sport and and uh, Maverick sort of competing for a whole new segment of customers. Well, really, and we really don't see kind of them as necessarily competing because I think it's different customer experience and needs that you have in terms of more of that traditional SUV with a little bit more off-road with Bronco Sport, but with Maverick, um, maybe for some folks that maybe didn't think a truck was for them, um, I think now they'll take a look at Maverick um, because of the environment it can now fit in both urban and outside the city as well, um, and you know we've really designed it around that customer so things like our flex bed where there's DIY opportunities we'll sell accessories but at the same time we develop things understanding how our customer will use the truck how it'll fit into their lifestyle so we have slots in the bed for they can put two by fours for bed dividers or um, on the upper portion of the bed where they can put also two by fours or two by sixes where they can put in load floors and other types of things do-it-yourself bike racks so um, really thinking about how this customer their makers their doers um, they're a bit more of a diverse customer not only in who they are but also where they live um, it was really important that we designed the Maverick around their lifestyle yeah I, and this is the first time you guys have done this uh, on a truck on any car as far as I know uh, and it seems to go to a new generation of not just young people it goes to my wife my mm -hmm. wife uh, when she needs to do something she, she, she Googles it. She goes on YouTube right. and, and figures out how to fix something uh, in our house on our roof. Right. Uh, sounds like a similar uh, application here with this truck. That's absolutely right. I mean, we'll have the full array of Ford accessories. If people want cargo management systems and things of that nature, we'll certainly have those there. But at the same time, we want to cater to these makers and doers who are looking for their own solutions. They're creative folks, and you're right, it defies age. Although, you know, we think the target will bring in a little bit of a younger mindset, um, the, it really we think um, that maker mindset is really across. And so we've done that no, not only with our flex bed, but also in our, in our interior. Um, spent a lot of time making sure that that interior, even though that's starting price point, um, you know, below 20,000 in our range, Lariat up into the, you know, you can get close to 30 with a, a, a more fully loaded um, type Maverick. Um, but really making sure that, again, that interior is designed around their lifestyle. So, um, for example, you'll see the door handle, it, the door armrest is split um, so that it could account accommodate larger water bottles because we saw our customers bringing those in didn't have a place and they set them on the seat they're rattling around so looked at those types of things and our Ford integrated tether system as well where it gives opportunities for people to even 3d print at uh, some point but opportunities to bring in you know grocery hooks and cup holders and things uh, in the rear seating area um, to really make that vehicle their own but thinking about it from a place where even though we're under that $20,000 price point uh, it's simple but not basic and yeah. so you'll see contours on both the IP and on the door uh, trim another big one for us is the technology that they bring in we have an 8 inch screen
screen that's standard in the center stack, and that's really important because we found that our customers are largely bringing in their own phones, their own devices. So we've made it that across the, the range with Ford Maverick, um, you've got the opportunity for um, uh, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay um, capability. Um, and uh, so we think that's a really strong statement about um, we have technology in the vehicle, but at the same time, we're allowing the customer to bring in their own technology. We saw that happening in our research and our uh, discussions with customers. Well, and I think that's re what's really changed, uh, too, with customers over the last decade. You see this uh, across the lineup in every vehicle. Uh, is, is now uh, people aren't just getting into a vehicle anymore. They're bringing another device into the vehicle and, and with a phone. As you say, this has standard Apple CarPlay uh, and Android Auto, so, so you guys don't have to have a navigation system in this Correct. vehicle. It, this assumes that you're going to navigate with your phone. There are also QR codes. They're all over this vehicle. Mm -hmm. And those QR codes are really about that DIY, giving customers, um, you know, snackable videos and content so that kind of stimulating their own creativity around things that you can do um, with, you know, make-it-yourself bike racks or uh, in the bed. We have uh, pre-wiring on each side of the bed from XL all the way up to Lariat. Um, we have the opportunity where it's a pre-wire, um, just open up a cubby and uh, there's a wiring harness there instead of having to hack in to the electrical system if people want to hook up their own bed lights, um, air compressors, things of that nature. Um, we have that opportunity there so that they re really can uh, make the, the Maverick their own, um, which we felt was really important. The, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the cleverness in this vehicle is apparent. There's storage everywhere. You, you talk about the, uh, the door cubbies, which are, are really unique and cool looking. I mean, it's yep. interesting how you guys use color accents to Balance uh, of to nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you 
searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special, 100 spots for $600. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. 910, the Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. This is Henry Payne. Zooms that you're going to navigate with your phone. There are also QR codes there all are. over this vehicle. Mm -hmm. And those QR codes are really about that DIY, giving customers, um, you know, snackable videos and content so that kind of stimulating their own creativity around things that you can do um, with you know make it yourself bike racks or uh, in the bed we have uh, pre-wiring on each side of the bed from XL all the way up to Lariat um, we have the opportunity where it's a pre-wire um, just open up a cubby and uh, there's a wiring harness there instead of having to hack in to the electrical system if people want to hook up their own bed lights um, air compressors things of that nature um, we have that opportunity there so that they really can uh, make the, the Maverick their own, um, which we felt was really important. The, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, the cleverness in this vehicle is apparent. There's storage everywhere. You, you talk about the, uh, the door cubbies, which are, are really unique and cool looking. I mean, it's yep. interesting how you guys use color accents to, uh, to highlight them and really make them stand out. Ultimately, though, somebody gets a truck, they're looking at it for capability. That's right. Uh, this comes with a bed. Uh, comes with uh, with all the uh, the technology you're talking about. In terms of drivetrain, uh, when when folks are looking at a, uh, a a pickup they want to tow or they want to throw, uh, you know, bikes and and or or uh, ski doos out back. What do you guys have to do to make a unibody pickup? A good towing vehicle. Yeah, I mean that's really important because at the heart of Built for Tough is that capability and that durability. That's what customers have come to expect, um, and, and obviously that's something we're going to continue to deliver. And Ford Maverick really does that as well. And so, um, you know, looking at both from a payload and a towing uh, capability perspective, we wanted to make sure that capability was there. So on the hybrid, for example, standard hybrid, um, fifteen hundred pounds of payload um, capability, um, which uh, that's the equivalent of thirty-seven bags of forty-pound mulch. Yeah. Um, and then, um, which know, I think will be a typical use case for this truck. A lot, lot of mulching is going to be going on with this. Correct, thing. And, and certainly these customers may be a little less familiar with truck. Um, putting it in an equivalent is really important in terms of how they'll use it. Similarly, um, you know, you have the opportunity um, uh, with uh, 2,000 pounds of max towing on the hybrid, um, and that's the equivalent of roughly a 21 foot boat. Um, and then we also have opportunity um, uh, where you have. Um, uh, on the uh, the optional uh, engine, which is our 2.0 liter EcoBoost, um, that now you get, f again, 1,500 pounds of payload, and with the max tow capability, 4K uh, tow package, you can get up to 4,000 pounds of towing. So now that you're into a, you know, a bit of a larger camper uh, and a larger boat as well. I think, I think people are surprised with that, that, uh, that a hybrid here is being used in a truck. Um, 
uh, I, I found it very good. It, it, we have got 190 horsepower, um, uh, you know, very, very capable uh, on-road. Uh, do, do you see that as, as something going forward? Hi, hybrids uh, for my generation meant Priuses. Um, they meant uh, Ford Fusions. Now, now you got in a truck. I mean, do you, are you guys confident with the with the ruggedness of this hybrid? Absolutely. I mean, uh, and you know, it's it's a hybrid system that is designed for uh, for truck for our Maverick, um, and you know that was very important. So, um, you know, making sure that it can do the things um, that a truck needs to do in terms of towing and hauling capability. Um, that's something we've definitely seen. And I think it's really about you know electrification is the wave. Um, you know, and it's it's upon us. And um, you know. Having that standard hybrid in the Maverick is, uh, we think, a strong statement, and uh, at that level of affordability, um, really strong value for our customer. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you guys get a nice range, uh, as every Ford truck does. Yeah. You can sell this thing from twenty to about thirty-eight thousand dollars with the uh, two-liter in the FX4 package in the Lariat. But the value of this hybrid is really something. I mean, like I say, you, you yeah. get really good tow, but you also get five hundred miles of range. I mean, I think that's the one to get. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, we we think that um, you know that. That uh, standard, it will be a very strong option. But I think you know we also have some customers um, that will want that you know that EcoBoost engine. That's where we get all-wheel drive, so we have an all-wheel drive option as well in our FX4 package um, that comes with that uh, as an option on the two-liter EcoBoost. So um, you know, built for tough trucks has always been about choice for customers, and so um, we think you're absolutely right. The hybrid is going to be a very nice proposition uh, at that entry level, but we also have other choices uh, in the lineup as well for those that might be looking for all-wheel drive for a little bit. More towing uh, capability as well as I mentioned that 2,000 pounds, very capable. You know, a pop-up trailer um, with that. But then as you're going into your larger boats and and um, you know 21, 23 foot, um, you know, uh, then you know you have that opportunity to get that 4K tow package as well. Yeah, it's good stuff. Todd Eckert, uh, marketing director for Ford Trucks. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the Maverick. Henry, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be on your show. All right, this is Henry Payne with 9:10 a.m. The Superstation hanging out in the Performance Manufacturing Center down in Marysville, Ohio. Um, just a, a, a great place to be any day you can be at a manufacturing plant. And this is a very special manufacturing plant because it was built to make the Acura NSX supercar, one of two supercars made in the United States. The other is Corvette down Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're here with John Akeda, who is, give me a, make sure I got the title right, John, your brand manager. Acura brand officer at the moment. Yes, that's who I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, for all of Acura. and uh, But Acura only sells in the United States, so uh, John's got some superiors over in Japan, but this is really Acura's backyard right here in uh, in Ohio. And John, you, um, a lot of exciting news in Acura. You've been integral in that in the last few years. Uh, but it kind of starts here with the Acura NSX, doesn't it? This, this is really redefining the modern brand. Yes, uh, uh, this vehicle has been such an important part of our revamping of the brand. Uh, we, I went over to the sales side back in 2015 after 25 years as a designer. Uh, but uh, yes, it just, you know, to be here today uh, talking about the last of the second generations going through. I was here when we opened up this factory 
and uh, to start building these incredible cars. But uh, it is our Halo vehicle. It's been a guiding light for us to re- rejuvenate the brand, and it's it's been a very very successful endeavor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You've seen the the DNA of this car trickle down through everything from the MDX SUV, which used a similar uh, rear motor uh, to this car, down to the obviously the Integra, sort of the the starter car, the entry entry drug to the Acura brand. But but uh, this is a bit of an entry drug for you too, right? When you were coming out of school back in the late 1980s, the very first Acura NSX caught your eye. No, yeah, I mean, back in 89, I was coming out of school at Art Center in Pasadena, and, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're a student. You don't know which brand you're going to be fortunate to work with. But, uh, yeah, seeing that NSX back then and what it was all about was, you know, who makes this kind of stuff? And Integra, as you name it, you know, back then in the heyday in the 90s, early 90s, uh, Honda and Acura were very, very strong. And uh, that vehicle definitely caught my eye. And uh, it was very special. And I think, you know, that's what the NSX really is for a company. It's always been Gen 1 or Gen 2. It's kind of a halo vision uh setting of the direction for the people in, 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 in within our company as well as to showcase what we're capable of doing and uh yeah, it definitely caught my eye, and, and uh, I'm proud to say I've been with uh, Honda for over 30 years. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's kind of a cool circle for you. Yeah, coming in the company as a designer back then, uh, uh, Senna and Prost, I think, were at it uh, on the Honda team in Formula One. Uh, I think you went to Suzuka as part of the trip. Did you did you ever see Senna drive this uh, drive the original Gen One NSX or some famous videos out there? No, I mean those are all parts of you know that that draws a kid in, going, oh my God, it's Eric. And uh, the interesting story uh, with Ayrton uh, setting the tuning the vehicle, if you will, you know, to discuss you know how we could do better with that vehicle. Uh, I remember taking the uh, show car uh, of the Gen 2 to Sao Paulo, and we were showing it at the uh, uh, Brazilian Auto Show down there. And uh, a lot of Brazilian journalists came in, and they were asking, who is the pilot that's tuning this vehicle? Because in their eye, the NSX is... A Brazilian supercar, you know, because of course Senna is to everyone around the world, including uh, for us at Honda. But uh, I said there's only one Senna, okay? But uh, there's a lot of capable people that are doing their best to live up to that standard. Yeah. So then, uh, so then, take us back to the the beginning of this car. Uh, as you say, this is the last of the run. There are about three thousand production models. You're making. We're, we're standing in front of a of a NSX Type S, which is the last run, three hundred and fifty uh, models. But take us back. Uh, to to the beginning of this particular car, uh, what you're trying to do with it? Well, I think what's important, once again, the NSX is a halo vehicle for our company. It allows us to showcase our innovation. I think you have to give credit to the heads of states at the moment. They saw this electrified business coming in the future. It wasn't too far away. And we're talking about electric vehicles, right? And uh, we're number one engine builders in the world, so we're trying to figure out what is the world like without our engine vehicles, but at the heart of everything we do at Honda and Acura, you know, it's, we're a fun-to-drive company, and I think this vehicle and the challenge that was brought down was, is there fun-to-drive to be had in an electrified f- uh, future? And uh, this car has taught us so much that uh, with its torque vectoring, all the things that we could do through software and through electric motors, we learned so much from this car. It gave everyone within the company confidence going forward and to continue to 
do what we do best, which is to create fun to drive vehicles. Yeah, you have a, a radically different car than the first uh, than the than the first gen uh, NSX. Uh, you, you mentioned the hybrid element. Uh, you can hear in the, in the background. I mean, this may be an electrified car, but uh, this still very much uh, uh, an ICE with a twin turbo V6. We're here in that uh, in the validation area as they're testing that. Um, but but uh, the other interesting thing is is when you you took this car to the track and GT3 form, then you have to strip the hybrid element out, right? Yeah, at the moment, you know, we're Honda, we're Acura, so we have to go racing. I mean, just racing is in our blood. Everything that we do from a llama, we'll, we'll race anything, you know, that's just who we are. And so uh, there wasn't a, a format to put this hybrid car out there to race, compete with. And so we went into IMSA, the GTP program, we took the electronics off, but uh, this vehicle is obviously very capable, uh, just with an engine and, and, and uh, the twin turbo engine that we have. But uh, we won two championships in IMSA, uh, 19 and 20 in the GTD race. And I'm happy to say I just got back from... Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air within 30-day policy. And we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566 or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 
WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Black, and friends, just adding more for you to enjoy on my 38. Was obviously very capable, uh, just with an engine and, and, and uh, the twin turbo engine that we have. But uh, we won two championships in IMSA, uh, 19 and 20 in the GTD race. And I'm happy to say I just got back from the Petit Le Mans race over the weekend. After all these years, uh, private team, Gradient Racing, with the, the pro driver, you know, they got uh, Mario Fombacher, who I call the NSX Whisperer. <laughs> he knows how to drive this car, and uh, we won at uh, the prestigious Petit Le Mans race just over the weekend. So uh, this car continues to give, and it continues to make us proud and uh, showcase what we're doing. Well, the horns work on that car. They're validating the horn. Yes, it works. <laughs> yeah, no, a, a testament to the car. Seven years uh, out there on the IMSA GT3 circuit, still winning 10-hour uh, races uh, down in Road, in Road Atlanta in privateer hands. Um, so in, in this factory, I mean, it's cool to come through this fam- factory because it's old school in a way. I mean, there are a lot of robots in here, but there are also a lot of employees, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, hand-built. Tell, tell me what, uh, what the purpose of this PMC facility was. Well, PMC, you know, to, as you know, at Honda, you know, quality is just number one important thing for us to make sure that the cars are built quality with quality. And the NSX heightens it to another level. Obviously, the volumes that we're talking about is a lot less. So we're testing new technologies, new ways of doing things, one. But at the same time, like you said, there's a lot of hands-on old school type things that we have to do, uh, whether it's, you know, sanding, you know, all the hand sanding and, and, and preparing all these things for paint and, you know, torquing every nut, you know, that we do by hand and, and these technicians here uh, that put these cars together are just incredible and they're, they're passionate and uh, it's a lot of hands on. Yeah, it's the best of the best here in Honda. We're right next to the big plant uh, uh, here in Marysville that makes uh, Hondas and and Integras. That's interesting to me that uh, Integra is being made alongside Honda Accord because that's on a, uh, its architecture is more similar to Civic. Yeah, it's just, you know, at at the end of the day, all of our factories, you know, the the, the standards are Honda. So, yeah, whatever line that we, we come through, we all have the right targets to do the best that we can. I will say, you know, the interesting about PMC here is, uh, you know, our history with Formula One and, and making our engineers better and things like that. And they go from, you know, working on F1 cars back to the engineering staff back in Tochigi. Uh, they might come to Ohio, but uh, I, I really feel like this PMC and, and the way these people, these technicians come through here, they rotate in and they might go back and, and take all that you know, goodness and learning and apply to a production vehicle just ups the game all the way around for us. So uh, it's very Honda. It's very typical of what we might do, but uh, it helps us uh, create, you know, cars that, that we really could be proud of all the way through. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I say, only the, the, the only one of two supercars made uh, here in North America, and it's right here in the shadow of a volume Honda Accord uh, Acura plant. Uh, last question for you. We're, we're, we're standing in front of, uh, uh, of of one of the last of 350 uh, Type S models. Uh, the last one to roll off the line November 17th and the run. What makes what makes the Type S special as the last NSX? Well, it's you know the NSX is special, but every time we put that S badge on it, uh, it heightens the performance aspects of it a little bit more, and uh, this car is no different. And we wanted to go out with the bang, if you will. And uh, once again, I can't say enough about the car, the Type S branding, all of that got put in behind this energy that this brought this car brought for us. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is I'm standing here with you, but on the back wall you got that beautiful. American flag, huge one. On, on yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's an American Supercar. You know, it was uh, designed and developed here. Obviously, our, our friends in Japan supported with the engine and everything else that comes to. But uh, I got to experience the process of development with this vehicle while I was still over on the uh, R&D side of things. But uh, it's something that we're really proud of, and uh, it's kind of sad for me a little bit to see this wind down a little bit. But uh, who knows? You know, the PMC is here. It's a what I call the dream factory. We'll continue to do fun things here, no doubt. Yeah, yeah and lots of exciting stuff coming from uh, Acura, like an Integra Type S. So lots to look forward to. John Akeda, uh, brand boss for Acura, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here.
balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. 